Does Stitch have to go on the airplane back to Massachusetts? Yes. Can Stitch say goodbye? Yes. Thank you. Who are these people? This is my family. I found it all on my own. It's little and broken, but still good. Yeah, still good. They are my Ohana, and Ohana means family, and family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Colby, before we go, can you play the music? Oh, no, not that music. The music for the podcast. Try it again. Yeah, that's the one. Now watch, she's gonna say the thing now. My name is Johnny J, and this is episode 55 yeah, of yeah. the DMSW Podcast. Yeah, see? He did it. He did the thing. Alrighty, welcome back to the show. This is episode 55 of the DMSW podcast. This is a trip recap episode. We're going to be talking all about my trip recently out to the left coast, out there to Disneyland to help them close down the Splash Mountain ride in the parks for the final day. And also close out our fundraising efforts for the Chalk Foundation, which is the Children's Hospital of Orange County. So we'll talk all about what, uh, what I did out there in Disneyland. We'll do some comparisons to Walt Disney World, because that is my home park, Walt Disney World. And we'll talk all about how the, the, the fundraiser closed out and what the uh, experience was like meeting out with all all the uh, fellow supporters there for the podcast Mike's for Magic uh, team that we did the fundraising under, uh, what that was like meeting up with everybody out there in the parks at the same time. I want to thank uh, my friends Hannah and Elisa. They had me on their podcast this past week, the Learning Disney podcast. Uh, We talked all about uh, this trip as well on their show. Uh, Had some good laughs for sure, but uh, also got a little emotional at times too. So if uh, if you want to grab a box of tissues and uh, and have yourself a a good good little cry, definitely uh, go check out uh, Hannah and Elisa's uh, episode from last week. Uh, we definitely get a little choked up there talking about uh, some of the experiences that we had out in uh, in Disneyland together on May 30th. Also want to congratulate Tracy and Brian from the Rope Dropping Knowledge podcast. They recently hit their 200th podcast episode milestone. Uh, they saved that episode for their, their review for, for the trip from their perspective, uh, and they were also very kind. Uh, and had me come on their episode. We they actually treated me to dinner, uh, which was incredible at the Magic Key Terrace out there in DCA on the the first day that I got out there to California. So thank you to those guys for uh, the dinner and the company for the night. Thank you for 
uh, letting me come on and do uh, a little cameo spot on your 200th episode. Uh, cannot say enough good things about Tracy and Brian and their podcast. Definitely go check out uh, their show. Like I said, you don't you don't get to 200 episodes by accident. Uh, you you have to know what you're doing and uh, and put out a quality product week after week to uh, to to finally hit that milestone. So congrats uh, to Tracy and Brian, and thank you guys for everything that you did uh, with podcasting mics, uh, podcast mics for magic the entire way through that entire process. Before we get into the uh, trip review here, though, today, I uh, wanted to thank a couple of uh, people here that have recently left a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the first one, uh, if I had to find out the, the hard way, this is uh, a, a good news, bad news type of thing here. The good news is I got a review from Australia, which is so cool to get to think that there's somebody out there in Australia that is listening to some dumb American over here talking all about uh, Walt Disney World's Disneyland, Marvel, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, I cannot thank Lauren enough. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out to an Australian Disney fan and have a chat about what it's like being a Disney fan out there in Australia, you can find Lauren on Instagram, Aussie underscore Disney underscore Dreamer. So. Lauren has been a blast to interact with and chat with on Instagram. So like I said, if you uh, are looking to make a friend uh, in the Disney community that uh, finds their home in Australia, definitely reach out to Lauren and say hello. And I uh, can't thank Lauren enough. She recently left a five-star rating and a review. And what the bad news is from this is I found out kind of the hard way here is that if somebody outside the United States leaves a review for you in Apple Podcasts, you actually, I won't be able to see it, or anybody in the United States won't be able to see it. the The reviews stay in the country that you're logged into uh, from your phone. So, uh, luckily for me, Lauren reached out, let me know that she gave uh, the podcast review. So, cannot thank uh, her enough for doing that. And her uh, her review states: uh, Johnny J is a true Disney professional. This podcast is full of knowledge, passion, and laughs. I love how personal he makes it by speaking about including his children. His open and honest reviews. This guy is not afraid of a hot take. Love it. So again, thank you so much to Lauren. Uh, do yourself a favor. You want to have a good chat with, uh, like I said, a Disney fan from Australia. Reach out to her over there on Instagram. Uh, and then back to the, uh, the United States reviews here. Uh, somebody by the name of KBAR0929 left a review uh, recently on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to uh, whoever KBAR0929 is out there. Um, if, you, if you are KBAR0929 and, uh, and you've typically uh, chatted with me through email or through, uh, through Instagram, uh, definitely reach out, let me know who you are so I can make sure I get you uh, a thank you as well for leaving a review. But uh, KBAR0929 said on Apple Podcasts, Johnny J is one of my favorite Disney podcasters. He, his takes are always so insightful, and he always manages to voice opinions I can put into my own words. Love listening to his channel. So again, thank you guys, uh, both of you, Lauren and KBAR0929, for leaving those reviews. If you are a fan of Disney podcasts, or really any podcast under the sun, 
one of the best things that you can do to show your support for your favorite podcasters that are out there is leaving those five-star ratings and leaving those written reviews, especially in Apple Podcasts. When when somebody searches in the, the Apple Podcasting app under the word Disney or under the word Marvel, the, the more uh, reviews that you have and the more five-star ratings that you have, the, the higher your name comes up on the list there when people search you out. So uh, like I said, not just I, I try to say this anytime I bring up uh, asking somebody to leave my show a review, do it for all the other podcasts that you listen to as well. I know um, there's, there's a, a lot of podcasts that are out there. So if, if there's a, a set three or four or five podcasts that you're listening to every single week that you come back to no matter what, please try to take the time, take the two minutes and, and do one of those quick two or three sentence reviews. It really does help that show. Uh, grow and I know all the other podcasts out there uh, podcast hosts out there certainly appreciate it when people uh, take the time to uh, to leave those five-star reviews and leave those written reviews as well all right so now we're all caught up on the house cleaning we got all the paperwork all caught up so let's get into the trip report when I last left you guys uh, two weeks ago uh, was when I left my uh, or dropped my last episode here on the podcast episode 54. I literally pushed uh, publish on the, the hosting site, and about 20 minutes later, I think, I was out the door on the way to the airport. So, typical uh, Johnny J move here, a little proca- procrastination, uh, never hurt anybody, right? Uh, you do your best work, I think, when your back's up against the uh, the wall. So, uh, got that uh, episode out literally right before I took off uh, for the trip on that Monday. Uh, flew out on uh, Breeze Airways, flew from Providence to John Wayne Airport, and Breeze does these kind of cool layovers where you land in a city, and they call it a breeze-through uh, experience, and you do have the layover, but you actually don't have to get off the plane, so uh, a, a certain uh, portion of the plane will get off that is actually going to that destination, but you actually just stay on the plane, and they, they get those people off, get the new people on the plane, and then you're back on your way. Uh, I had one of those type of layovers on the way out and on the way back, and both both times we were on the ground for less than an hour. So uh, very impressive, very fast, uh, and it was my first time flying with Breeze Airways, and I really was impressed. I've always been a JetBlue uh, Airways kind of guy. I like JetBlue better than Southwest. I like it better than Delta, better than American. It's it's always been my favorite airline to fly. And I when I did a little research about the Breeze Airways, it 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 turns out that the the guy that started Breeze actually used to work or was part of the original ownership group with JetBlue, and he actually broke away and left to uh, start his own uh, thing there with Breeze. And you can definitely see a lot of that uh, JetBlue style in the breeze airline so had a great experience with breeze i would highly recommend them to anybody uh it worked out great for me like i said just not only a good experience but they ended up being the the cheapest uh option for me as well which was uh just even better so uh a thumbs up all around for for breeze airways and thumbs up for flying into john wayne for the first time i liked flying into that airport way more than i liked flying into LAX, I mean, LAX was fine, it was smooth, but it's just the difference between a, a big, massive uh, city airport and kind of a smaller, quieter airport. So where I live in Massachusetts, I'm actually closer to Providence, Rhode Island, than I am to Boston. 
So whenever I can, I try to fly out of Providence as opposed to Boston for the same exact reasons. Uh, Logan is uh, typically a very smooth airport, um, but it's bigger, more crowded. It, uh, it's just a lot crazier. So flying out of Providence, uh, a lot easier to get in and out, uh, much faster, better parking uh, situation there. And I felt the same thing out there when I got to John Wayne for the first time. So Going forward, anytime I'm going back out there to Disneyland, I will definitely be trying to fly into John Wayne as opposed to getting into uh, LAX. So landed at John Wayne, uh, just took an Uber over to the hotel, which was the uh, Delta by Marriott, which is about, I think it's like three blocks, like two and a half miles uh, from the front gates there at Disneyland. It's the same hotel that I stayed at with my son last time that we were there, so... Um, they had the same deal actually running this time that they had last year when I was running out. It was buy three nights to get the fourth night free, and they had uh, a free bus pass uh, for the art bus uh, that takes uh, takes you all around the Anaheim area there. But that art bus will pick you up right outside the Delta Hotel and drop you off right at the front gates of, uh, of Disneyland as well, right outside the uh, Esplanade area there. So great, uh, great hotel. Uh, no complaints there uh, with that. Once I got checked into the hotel, headed over to DCA and Tracy and Brian from the Rope Dropping Knowledge Podca- uh, Podcast were going to be uh, meeting me in the parks that night. They were driving up from San Diego. They were staying at the Grand Californian Hotel. So headed into uh, DCA, went on first uh, thing right away, went on my favorite ride in all of the Disney parks that I've ever been to, and that is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It is their version of the Tower of Terror, and and like I said, it is hands down my favorite ride on Disney property that I have ever been to. Just absolutely love that ride. Got a little... uh, uh, tough seeing that uh, that scene there in the queue when you first walk through and you see all the Guardians and it kind of hits home that uh, the Guardians franchise is uh, wrapped up and pretty good chance we won't see most of those characters again. Certainly won't see them uh, in the style of, uh, of a James Gunn uh, movie. If they do bring them back, it'll be under uh, new leadership. So uh, good and bad there, that part of the ride. But then the, the ride itself is just... Such a blast, as always. The the queue experience, the pre-show, the the drop sequences that you get. Uh just absolute, absolute blast. Love that ride so much. Uh after that ride, went over and did uh the Incredicoaster, which is my second favorite ride in all of Disneyland, uh in the DCA park out there. Absolutely love the Incredicoaster. Uh, and then checked in with Brian and Tracy. They had just kind of got to the hotel. They were getting settled in. We're getting ready to come out and meet up. So I jumped on the Pixar Pal Round, did the uh, swinging gondolas, uh, met a couple of cool people on the gondolas there, talked about uh, all things Marvel, Star Wars, talked about the podcast. Uh, so had a good chat with some folks there on the swinging gondolas. And then by that point, Tracy and Brian were ready to uh, meet up. Uh, so I headed over to the Grand Californian right there, the the entrance in the uh, DCA park. And they from their room, their, their uh, little veranda looked right out on the Grizzly Peak area. So I was able to kind of find a spot through the trees where I could actually see them. And we were yelling to each other uh, across the way there. And then they came out and uh, we debated if we should do some rides there at DCA or if we should head over and hop over to Disneyland. So we decided 
we would uh, actually hop over to Disneyland because Hannah and her mom were headed over and they had our podcast Mics for Magic shirts. And speaking of those shirts, want to make sure on the podcast, I shout out uh, Bree from the Darling Dream Co. again and the Concierge uh, Travel Agency. Concierge picked up the tab on the t-shirts for everybody uh, in podcast Mics for Magic that attended um, the, the parks that day on May 30th to close down Splash in person. So cannot thank Concierge uh, enough for, for footing that bill for us and, uh, and taking that off our plate. So thank you to uh, the Concierge team and ownership. That was a really, really awesome move on their part. And again, wanted to uh, thank Bree for all the work she did on the shirts as well. She donated her time to do the entire design on the front of the shirt. She did uh, her own uh, reimagining of Splash, mixing with uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So had some elements from the original Splash Mountain on there. And then she mixed in some some hidden Mickeys and some other uh, Tiana features. So uh, we all we did was get uh, compliments on the shirts all day long in the park. We had multiple people yelling over to us, "Hey, where'd you guys get those shirts? Can we get those shirts? So those shirts in the park." So uh, Bree killed the design, uh, did a great job, and we can't thank her enough for all the help she did getting those shirts ready and printed uh, and uh, ready to go for Hannah to be able to pick up and get them to us at the uh, in the parks the day before uh, the big event kicked off. So. We, uh, we caught up with Hannah and her mom, Linda, who was uh, easily one of the coolest people we met on this trip. Linda was an absolute blast. Uh, so fun to hang out with her uh, as well with everyone that we met out there. But we ran into them in the Esplanade area, uh, got our shirts from them, and then they headed off to do some uh, dinner and shopping there in downtown Disney. And tr- uh, Brian and Tracy and I went into the parks. We did uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean for the very first time for me on the, the Disneyland side. When I was there last year, the ride was down for a refurb, so was not able to do it last time. And I'll give a shout out to uh, my friends Emily and Clayton from the Make It Magical podcast. They, uh, they are humongous, humongous fans of the Haunted Mansion. So when I did my Magic Kingdom episode, or Magic Kingdom favorite rides episode, I put... For me, I put the Pirates ride above Haunted Mansion, and that did not sit well with Emily and Clayton. That is, Haunted Mansion, like I said, is their favorite ride, so they were busting my chops pretty good for letting Pirates sneak up above them in the rankings, but they told me, you know, we'll give you a pass because you haven't done the Disneyland version yet. Once you do the Disneyland version, you know, then then Pirates will be a little bit more justified because... The Disneyland version of Pirates is so much better, so much better than the uh, the Walt Disney World version, and they just they're not fans of the uh, the Magic Kingdom version of Pirates of the Caribbean. And in in true Johnny J DMSW podcast fashion here, I will uh, I'll bring a hot take, I guess, to the podcast here, and I'll tell uh, Emily and Clayton out there. I don't know. I don't. I think it's a little overrated. <laughs> I think uh, the Disneyland version of Pirates is a little overrated. And, and maybe that's just on me for having people tell me for so long how much better that ride is in Disneyland can compared to Walt Disney World that maybe I just kind of had it built up in my head. So maybe it's on me. And if, if so, I'll uh, I'll take the uh, the loss on that one. But I don't know. The, the parks are pretty crowded. So the, the way the seating worked out, 
uh, when I got on the boat with uh, Tracy and Brian was the the entire boat was filled, and Tracy and Brian and I got put in the the very front row of the boat, and I was the last one in, so I got the very front left corner of the boat, and now in the Walt Disney World version, I don't think I've ever gotten wet even once. I you might get a little splash when you go through the area where the 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 pirate ship and the the castle kind of on the uh, the edge are kind of shooting cannonballs back and forth at each other. You might get a little splash there from uh, from one of those uh, fake cannonballs going in the water, but on the drop, no, nothing, nothing like splash. There's no water coming in the boat or anything. But I said to Tracy and Brian as I stepped into the boat, the entire edge where you put your foot. And the seat was already wet. There was already water sitting on the bench, and I was like, "I think I'm in, tr- I think I'm in trouble." And sure enough, the the first big drop down the hill hit that splash. Water comes right up over the front left corner of the boat. My entire left leg gets drenched. The water goes right behind my back. My entire uh my entire back lower back got wet, and I had a bag that I was like a. a a drawstring backpack that I had sitting on my lap that all got wet, so that didn't help the uh, the the impression first impression for this ride either because I wasn't I, even though I saw the water and I kind of like I said I I said to Tracy and Brian I think I might be in trouble I had no idea you could get that wet on the pirates ride so did not enjoy that part of the pirates ride and then the other thing that I didn't like about the ride was. I almost felt like the boat was going backwards. It was going so insanely slow. Now, talking to other Disneyland fans, there's a theory out there that Disney definitely controls the speed of the boats. And based on the the line times and the, the crowd levels, they'll play with how fast those boats are going through the water. And I can only hope that that is true because... If that is the standard time on the ride, that is like a, it was like a punishment. It was so insanely slow. Now, there are some very cool elements in that version that we don't have in Walt Disney World. Uh, what Near the end, you kind of go under, it looks like you almost go into and like under a broken down pirate ship. And as you're going through this kind of tunnel area, you can see broken pieces of wood all above you and around you and you can hear the sounds of wood cracking and it sounds like people are walking on the wood so there's there's definitely elements that are very cool there's a uh, a cool visual effect near the end where as you approach uh one of the dead pirates on the side it looks like uh, a skeleton and then as you kind of pass it uh, the the view changes and it actually looks uh, like a like a like a full regular animatronic face um, so it changes from skeleton to face uh, as you go past it. So it's got some elements that are certainly very cool. Some some plussing uh, that we don't have on the Walt Disney World side. But all in all, if you told me I could only pick one version, no offense to Emily and Clayton or other Disneyland pirate fans out there. Even though you guys don't like the Walt Disney World version, you think it's trash. That's that's mine. That's that's my version. That's my Pirates. So if I have to pick one version of Pirates, I'm taking the Walt Disney World version. The boat goes a little bit faster. You don't get wet. And it doesn't feel like you're traveling backwards through time that you're going so slow. So uh, and our queue is better, too. I, the Disneyland queue stinks for Pirates. So 
no no not even apologies there that cue flat out stinks so um definitely definitely a, big, a bigger fan of the walt disney world version over the uh the disneyland version there on pirates uh but then after that after getting on pirates we we bounced back over to dca um tracy and brian had a dinner reservation for us at the magic key terrace um they surprised me and said that with their 200th episode coming up uh they wanted me to do uh, a guest spot on their episode so they hooked me up with some uh external mics right there at the dinner table uh at the magic key terrace overlooking pixar pier that area there in dca and just it was awesome got to uh record uh a segment for their 200th episode which was an honor like i said it, tracy and brian are some of the nicest coolest uh people that we have met through this podcast mics for magic experience and and even before that uh as well they are complete class acts they are so supportive to their friends and everybody that they met through this podcast, Mike's for Magic event. They have gone above and beyond, in my opinion, sharing their social medias and talking about their companies and their their Disney small shops and their other podcasts. They are just some of the best of the best people that you can meet in this Disney community. So if you are not already following uh, Tracy and Brian, definitely do yourself a favor. Uh, check out their podcast and find them on Instagram at Rope Dropping Knowledge and, uh, and drop them a hello and, uh, and tell them Johnny from the DMSW podcast uh, sent you. So had a great dinner with those guys. They surprised me and wouldn't let me pay for my portion or, or, or my dinner either. It was their treat. So again, just another example of how cool uh, those, two, those two folks are. Um, surprising me like that. So just an awesome night getting to hang out with them after dinner. Uh, we went and we did goofy sky school, which I have never done and probably will never do ever again. Was not a fan of that ride. You guys know I am a fan of the thrill rides. I am all for the drops, which that ride certainly had a couple of those and those were great. But the, the entire first segment of that ride, when you're on the very, very top, and I get that this is the design of it. This is what they want you to feel like. But you, I've never felt so much like the the roller coaster car that I was sitting in was about to detach from the tracks, and I was going to die in an amusement park. Uh, is as scared as I was on the uh, the alien extraterrestrial experience uh, back in Magic Kingdom when I was a kid, and that was uh, certainly a life scarring experience uh i would say goofy sky school is is right up there in that uh top two or three uh scariest moments at at a disney park so uh again i i think i'm just uh, offending people here left and right especially disneyland fans i'm uh poo-pooing your rides here left and right uh, not a fan of pirates and not a fan of goofy sky school either so thumbs down for me on uh, on both of those rides. But then the other cool thing that Tracy and Brian did was because they were staying at the Grand Californian, they had access to the uh, one of the observation decks um, up on the, the edge of the, the hotel there. So we, uh, we headed back towards their hotel. We stopped at the Little Mermaid uh, ride there just because we were going right past it. And there was it was just a walk on. So we did uh, Little Mermaid. And then we went into the Grand California, went up to the uh, observation deck and, uh, and got to check out World of Color uh, 1 up there from that observation deck. So that was a very cool uh, view. They both told me you definitely have to go back down below and try to see it again in person. Uh, it, the view is amazing from up there, but you are off to the right side, kind of at an angle. 
So you really can't see the projections or the majority of the projections. The ones that happen all the way on the right side of the water feature, you can pick up those and see those. But anything kind of in the middle or towards the left, you're really not able to see it from that uh, observation deck up there. But for me, I've never seen the World of Color show uh, from any view. So that was the first time I've ever been able to see it. And again, even though I wasn't able to pick up all the projections, uh, still a very, very impressive show. Nothing like you'll ever see uh, or haven't been able to see in Walt Disney World. And I would say after seeing it from, from even from up at that angle, why don't we have that at Animal Kingdom? How that huge amphitheater that they have where the, the kite tail show used to perform to me, that, that area would be perfect for a World of Color show on the East Coast. So that area is just sitting there unused right now. I'm sure there's some blue sky project out there that the Imagineers are trying to think up uh, something to do with that space, whether they fill it in or whether they do another water show in the future. Don't know. Uh, but in my opinion, I think uh, the World of Color show would go great over there at the Animal Kingdom Park. You could do it earlier in the night uh before before the animal kingdom thing closes down i know that park typically closes down a little bit earlier than the other parks but i think you could uh you could still get a good enough show uh out of it if you would put something similar to that world of color experience over there in animal kingdom but uh at that point uh after that i headed back to the uh hotel we had a very early morning to go the next day uh, we talked about, uh, we chatted through, we had like a little podcast, Mike's for Magic, uh, group chat going on Instagram, and we set the, a set of meeting time for 6 a.m. Uh, right out there for, for Rope Drop, and, uh, and your boy Johnny J set the, uh, the high score for the morning. I was literally, I wasn't just the first person from Podcast Mike's for Magic to, uh, to hit that gate. I was literally the first person at Disneyland that morning. So we set a meeting time of 6 a.m. I got there at 5.51 a.m. and I was hands on the security gate, the very first person uh, in line there. I uh, was busting everybody's chops that uh, the guy that had to fly all the way from Massachusetts uh, all the way to California beat them all to, uh, to their uh, rope drop on Splash Mountain's last day. But uh, uh, we, so we had a good, good chuckle over that there in the morning but then hannah and her mom were staying at the hojo right across the street so they were able to hop over there uh pretty quickly we got through the gates and got up to the security area had to wait for the uh the security dogs to show up before we could get through the the next segment and at that point uh dave from dave afornia if you look him up on instagram dave is in a walking disney encyclopedia and just in another uh, classic Disney friend uh, that you didn't even know you needed, but you uh, would be certainly happy to have in your social media life. So if you've not reached out to Dave before, if you don't follow him, definitely reach out to him and, and give him a follow. He's a super cool dude and uh, so fun to talk with too. So it worked out great. We got to hang out there in the morning with Dave and chat with him. We got through the security area. Got right up. Uh, I think we were the second people to uh, get uh, our, our passes zapped to get through the turnstiles to get into Disneyland. And we uh, we rocked the uh, the rope dropping power walk uh, right down Main Street. And we kind of debated, like, 
do we try to go past Adventureland? Do we go to the the Frontierland section and try to kind of loop around and cut off the uh, the, the big crowd? But what I was saying to Hannah uh, that morning was that we're, we did such a good job getting there early and being prepared for the rope drop that we should just go right to Splash Mountain as fast as possible, go right through Adventureland because we could probably be one of the first people to get through. And we ended up literally being the very first ones to make it to that rope in Adventureland. So the other people that were kind of coming into the park in the morning seemed to be other uh, Disney park guests that were trying to take advantage of those those early hours. They were going into Tomorrowland or to Fantasyland. So we were able to go right through and literally rope drop the rope drop. So we went right through the turnstiles and right up to the rope in Adventureland, literally had our hands physically on that rope there. So worked out perfectly, and we kind of changed up the game plan and said, okay, we are we are going to ride Splash Mountain. The very first thing that we're going to do here today, at that point, uh, Jordan met us up. Jordan from the Disneyland uh, Forever podcast, he had made it to the park, so he met us over there at the, the rope drop. We had uh, Tim and Audrey Ann from the Dreaming of Disney podcast. They came over, grabbed their podcast mics for magic shirts for us, and we all just booked it over there to the Splash Mountain ride as soon as that rope dropped. And we were able to, I think we, we estimated we were probably the, either the fifth or the sixth log to take off on the ride there to start the day on May 30th. So it worked out totally perfect for us uh, as far as riding the ride, as far as staying dry and comfortable for the first part of the day, at least for me and for Hannah's mom, we failed because when we were in line for the ride, Hannah called dibs on the, the back seat, and then Jordan immediately said, I get the middle. That's my favorite spot. So he he wanted the middle seat. But then, like I said, we met up with Dave there at the uh, the check-in, the security area there in the morning, and Dave said he was trying to he was there to get some film for uh, a project he was working on. So he's like, I really kind of need the back seat, guys, if you don't mind, because I need it. I need that seat to be able to get the film. So at this point, it left uh, Hannah's mom and myself with the uh, first and second row in the logs, and we knew we were uh, destined uh, for a very wet start to the day. And then it turns out uh, Disneyland wasn't putting anybody in the back row of the logs. So the Disneyland logs are different than the Walt Disney World Splash Mountain logs. The Walt Disney World version of Splash, all the seats are two by two and have a lap bar. In Disneyland, the seats are single file. Uh, front to back, and there is no lap bar. Uh, but the the back seat was, like I said, completely shut off. So the logs typically can hold six people. They were only putting five people in the logs all day long. Uh, so nobody in seat six. Dave uh, snatched the last row because of the uh, the footage he needed to grab. And then it was Hannah. And then it was Jordan. And then, like I said, I I got stuck in row two. And Hannah's mom. Uh, very kindly uh, took the bullet for the entire team, and she took the uh, the front row, uh, and definitely the her and I took the the brunt of the water on that ride. Her and I were drenched from shoulder to foot uh, from the 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 water on that ride there. So a uh, very wet start to the day, but it felt great to uh, get a good solid Disneyland rope drop under our belts and and get on the ride there. Uh, and get that under our belt so we didn't have that pressure of, are we going to get on the ride? When do we need to get back on, on for the ride? So we knew we had at least one uh, one ride down Splash under our belts. 
and we the plan had changed over time as well. We had talked about at one point we were going to just Iron Man splash all day long and try to keep as much of the podcast mics for Magic group in that Splash Mountain area as well and just hoped and thought that, you know, with the shirts there, if we're all as a big clump of people riding the ride together all day long, we could be talking to people in line and trying to get those donations uh, going up. But as we got closer and closer to to the experience and, and saw how crazy uh, busy the park was going to be that day, we kind of changed up strategy and said, you know, let's let's try to break things up and get around the park and we'll we'll get those shirts all over the park uh, to be seen during the day and uh, and try to just not stay focused on just the Splash Mountain area all day. So we met up with some other folks uh, after we got off Splash. The group got a little bit bigger. We did Pirates. We did Haunted Mansion. Uh, we had breakfast at Jolly, Hol- Jolly uh, Holiday. Uh, had some coffees and some treats there for, for breakfast. And then we had more people that were going to be meeting us over in Tomorrowland at the uh, Space Mountain ride. I've never been able to do the Disneyland version of Space Mountain. And, and maybe this will buy me back a little bit of love here from the, the Disneyland fans that are mad at me for my failings on Pirates uh, earlier. But uh, the I, I've said before that I absolutely hate the, the Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World version of Space Mountain. I wish they would level it and replace it today, but I definitely do not feel that same way about the Disneyland version. The Disneyland version is a completely different setup on the ride where the the Magic Kingdom version of Space, it feels like you're almost laying directly on the tracks, like you are on the ground basically, and that ride shakes you up, something fierce. You feel like you need a, an appointment at the chiropractor as soon as you get off and just not not a smooth not a comfortable ride by any means whatsoever and i didn't i could not say uh the disneyland version was more different it was such a more comfortable uh ride it was still a little bumpy but you know just a much more reasonable standard level of uh of roller coaster uh, bumpiness, a much, much smoother ride uh, compared to the Magic Kingdom version. Their Space Mountain sits two by two side by side, so their Space Mountain is almost like our Splash Mountain and then vice versa on on the others there. But the the Disney, I can officially put on the record now, the, the Disneyland version of Space Mountain is a good ride. So you guys can keep your Space Mountain. I still want... Uh, the boys over at Magic Kingdom to uh, tear that thing down and uh, and get something new in the works because I still hate that version. But at least I can say uh, happily, happy to report the Disneyland version of Space Mountain. Very fun ride. And it was the, the hyperspace overlay for Star Wars as well. So that was a very cool experience to see that, how they mix that in and have the Star Wars music in there and some of the TIE Fighters. Uh, and the pew pew sound that we all love so much. Pew 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 pew. So very cool version uh, of the ride there. Once we got off, we met up with the Bombs with Magic uh, for the first time. Got to meet Bethany and Haley for the first time. And then we kind of came up with a game plan to head over to Toontown, which is another very cool thing that Disneyland does that we do not have here on the Walt Disney World side. So in my opinion, I would love to see them get rid of the storybook uh, circus area in our fantasy land, and I would love to see uh, Walt Disney World put in some type of Toontown because that is just such a cool area. The way they redid that 
and, and lay that all out. Not the greatest rides ever. Uh, the Roger Rabbit ride, I would say, was a thumbs down. The Gadget Go Coaster is almost similar to to uh, to our uh, goofy roller coaster there at Magic Kingdom. It's a very much uh, just a little kid's uh, roller coaster, but that's where they have their version of Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway. And I, I, that's another ride that I'll give the Disneyland the, uh, the thumbs up over the Walt Disney World version as well. The, the queue is absolutely incredible. The, the Disneyland Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway queue is right on par with anything that we have in Walt Disney World. We all love the, the Toy Story Mania queue, uh, the Peter Pan queue. There's, there's a lot of really, really good queues in Walt Disney World. And with the, the space uh, advantage that they have, they're able to kind of spread out and, and really build a good ride queue. And Disneyland definitely took advantage of that when they redid or when they built their version of Mickey Minnie's uh, runaway railway. Their their queue is light years better than what we have with our Mickey and Minnie's uh, runaway railway. Uh, there's uh, spoilers involved in that queue, so I will keep this uh, a spoiler-free uh, review of the queue. Uh, if you want to see it, you can obviously certainly go on YouTube and and see a, a POV video of somebody going through the queue there. But uh, if you or somebody that enjoys a good Disney surprise, likes some Disney magic, likes some hidden Mickeys, uh, likes uh, just that that classic Disney Imagineering of just every I being dotted, every T being crossed, and just magic pixie dust all over the place. I would highly recommend trying to wait and hold off if you can and go there, do that ride. And if the if the if the standby time is an hour, I telling you, I'm telling you right now, that's to your advantage. Use that hour and take your time going through that that queue and really check out every single different uh, uh, thing that they have going in that queue there because that was that was phenomenal. Um, after we got off that ride, we met up with uh, Bree from Darling Dream Co. Uh, and then we headed over and grabbed uh, some iced coffees. And then at that point, the the group kind of started just splitting up a little bit, and people were kind of going off on their own. I know Tim and Audrey Ann, that was their first time getting a vacation away from their four kids in four years, they said. So uh, definitely don't blame those uh, those guys for uh, taking advantage and uh, trying to get some, uh, some alone time together in the parks and just relax and enjoy a vacation, uh, not having to chase uh, your little kiddos around. As a, as a dad with six kids myself, uh, that was definitely uh, something that I enjoyed uh, on this trip. I, I certainly miss the kids. Uh, it's it's always tough being in the Disney parks, having fun uh, with other Disney adults, and knowing that your kids are back at home. Um, but it was it was bittersweet. Like it was tough not having them there, but at the same time, it it just it really was a very cool experience to be able to just relax and enjoy everything uh, with your friends there. Um, so we just kind of relaxed at that point we went back to the jolly holiday area uh had some uh some more cold brews uh there grabbed uh some people grabbed some we grabbed some iced coffees at starbucks and and then like i said some of the group tried to go back on splash uh at that point and some of us uh broke off we went and did the the disney canoes which was a very cool experience did not do that last time when i was there with hunter last year uh obviously they don't have those in Walt Disney World, so it was very cool to do the uh, the canoes. Did those with uh, 
uh, Jordan, and that's when I got to spend some time with uh, Erica, the feminist princess, uh, on Instagram, and both the the Moms of Magic as well. So we got a whole canoe uh, to ourselves, uh, got to uh, chat with each other, get to know each other a little bit better, and then after coming off those canoes there, we were checking it with everybody, trying to meet back up again. Uh, a lot of people were over at Plaza Inn, so I got to try the Plaza Inn fried chicken uh, for the first time. And then we really lucked out, Tim and Audrey-Ann, because they had broken away uh, and were doing their own thing. They we, all, we did make a plan originally earlier in the day to all try to get together to watch the 6.30 parade together. Um, so while we were all in just uh, uh, taking our time and, and having a nice dinner, Tim and Audrey-Ann very kindly went and grabbed basically a VIP spot to watch the parade and they were laying down and spreading out and putting coats and blankets down to do everything they could to save as much space for us as possible. And when I was on Hannah and Elisa's podcast this week, I basically said to them, like it literally felt like a VIP experience for us because we got to take our time and enjoy our meal. And then the, the second we were done, we walked right out the doors. It was like, uh, the seas parted for us. We walked right across the street, and Tim and Adrienne were waving us down, and we had an entire section there right on the curb, right on the sidewalk to get perfect view. We were right next to the, the partner statue right there with Walt and Mickey directly in front of the castle, so just prime, prime seating. Could not have got a better spot uh, for that parade. And uh, for me, I've never really been a parade guy in, when we go to Magic Kingdom. In Walt Disney World, I'd much rather, if we're spending all that money to be there in the parks, I want to get on as many rides as we can and get the kids to uh, see the characters in person where they can get the autograph books done and get the, the hugs and the pictures and uh, that close one-on-one interaction. Um, so for me, the parades have really never been uh, a big thing, but this was uh, a really, really cool parade. The Magic Happens Parade there in Disneyland. Uh, and it's so lucky to uh, have met this group of people that I met because we all just were absolutely laughing our butts off at uh, Hannah and Jordan and Lisa and Bree just absolutely going to town just like they were four little kids sitting on the sidewalk and just having the absolute time of their lives while they just absolutely entertained the rest of us uh sitting back and filming them filming the parade and watching them sing and dance and just literally uh have the one of the best disney days of their life and we they got so many different character interactions uh just because uh, i think the way elisa put it was uh, we went to see the parade, but we are the parade. And that's exactly, uh, she absolutely nailed it uh, with that line there because the, the four of them were entertaining not only our group, but I think they were entertaining everybody within uh, eyeshot of us there in that spot. And everybody was smiling and, uh, and enjoying their, uh, their reaction uh, to the parade. But again, this was a great time to really meet all the different people that had come uh, to the parks that day to meet up with us. Uh, we got to meet uh, Sarah uh, from Her Silly Symphony on Instagram, uh, Erica, the Feminist Princess, and uh, Kylie from Trending on Main Street. So really got to uh, get the group together here for this parade, have a ton of laughs, a ton of good times uh, together. Uh, everybody was back together, Brian and Tracy, Tim and Adrienne, um, just the entire group all really got together and experienced that 
parade together and just i i felt like it was the 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 battery recharge moment that we needed so many times i think when you go to disney and you have a really great meal uh and then you come out of that uh restaurant you go sit down somewhere to kind of get your bearings it's almost like you you have trouble kind of get that engine going again and you end up just wanting to sit on the bench and take a break and let the food settle in or whatever but that parade could not have charged our batteries any better. Everybody was was just completely jacked up, energized, and and really ready to go and and go hit the parks again and go have some fun. So we uh, we left from the the parade area there. Some of us we went and tried to do uh, Big Thunder Mountain. That uh, that broke down unfortunately while we were in line uh, for that ride. So we weren't able to do uh, Big Thunder. So we had to kind of have a little. Uh, pivot there at one point we tried to get on uh what was it there indiana jones uh, a lot of us hadn't done indiana jones since the the refurb um but one of the kind of the, the running themes i think of this day was it kind of felt like everything i the way i kind of said it was everything happens for a reason and every time something broke down or a ride that we wanted to go on didn't work out some other cool thing would happen and when we couldn't get on indiana jones while we're staying there trying to come up with a better game plan uh, a uh, blue name tag cast member came up and just started chatting us up and he could have been a, a jungle skipper uh, elite class because he was just rifling off the the dad jokes uh he saw our uh chalk t-shirts and asked us what we were doing with chalk and we told him about the fundraiser and what we we're trying to do with splash mountain shutting down and he started talking about his his granddaughters that him and his wife uh, were raising and one of them passing away from from an illness and the other granddaughter spending so much time in children's hospital needing some some major medical help. And it just is one of those moments like it really just kind of hit us uh, and it was really kind of all sinking in that we were just so happy that not only do we were having an, just an, an absolute epic Disney day together meeting new people, meeting new friends. But when you have those little moments like that and you hear about how special a children's hospital is uh, to somebody that has a child that has to get that help from that hospital, it, it just really kind of came full circle and kind of made us feel good. Like, you know, we did, we did some good stuff here by, by taking a, 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 a chance to meet up in the parks with other adults and have some fun but also partnering it up with doing a fundraiser at the same time and supporting a children's hospital like this. It just, it was, it was just that, that, that perfect moment that I think was like the kind of one of the cherries on the top uh, of the ice cream for the day. So, uh, so, so glad we got to spend some time with Jeff. And like I said, we stood there for probably almost a half an hour talking to him about all different things. And he was ripping off, uh, some great, great jokes. Uh, some jokes that, like I said, could have easily been on the Jungle Cruise. Some very dad-heavy jokes, uh, and he was some, some, uh, some more adult-level jokes as well. So, I mean, it's not nothing R-rated, but uh, definitely some a uh, little bit more uh, pushing the boundary uh, lines of jokes there than you would normally hear in Disney. So, just had an absolute blast. Uh, cannot thank Jeff enough uh, for his time there, spending it with us and, and chatting us up. Um, and then eventually we, we knew it was kind of getting to that time when, when the group had broken off earlier and tried to do Splash in the middle part of the day. They were chatting up some cast members and found out that Disney had plans to potentially try to shut down the ride a couple hours before the park actually closed just because 
the line just takes so long to get everybody to go through the line. So in the at some point somebody talked to somebody too and we found out that the night before they kept the the line open right up until the end of uh the night at the parks like they normally would and the people that got in the line for splash at the very end of the night when the park was closing didn't actually get on the ride and finish until 2 a.m so i think disney didn't want uh, a repeat of that so like i said they were kind of dropping the hints uh they were saying out loud if you want to get on the ride now would be the time to get on the ride if you're in this area you really should get in line for this ride now so Kind of got that vibe that uh, if we try to wait until the very last minute of the night, it might uh, come back to bite us. So, you know, at that point, we just it, it, there just hadn't been a dull moment uh, or an awkward moment in the the group uh, to, at that point. So we we all headed over to the ride, uh, or, or, or a good chunk of us. There were actually seven of us at this point that headed over to the ride to just you know, if it's, if it's a three hour wait, if it's a four hour wait, whatever it is, we're gonna have a good time chatting it up in line together um let's just go do it and uh and this will be our final ride for the night and this is one of those again another one of those times where everything happens for a reason uh being podcasters and disney content creators here some people in the group were uh recording stories with their their uh kind of selfie mode with splash mountain in the background saying here we are it's posted two hour uh 240 minute wait right now at this point so here we go buckle up we're about to get in line for four hours and because of that post somebody responded to somebody in the group and said to them hey i have a connection i can get you eight lightning lane fast passes for splash mountain right now do you want them and again just the funny the way things happen there were seven people in our group at that point in time now when the group was at its biggest, I think we got up to like 16 people. But the way things worked out, a couple people went over here, a couple people went over there. Some people already had lightning lanes uh, for a little bit later in the night. So they were trying to do some other things uh, to get ready for when their lightning lane was coming up. So we had the exact right amount of people that were able to take advantage of this situation. And instead of waiting in line for four hours, we waited in line for 18 minutes for our final ride on Splash Mountain. So just absolute pixie dust from the sky. I don't know if Walt was looking down on us or what, but uh, like I said, to find out our, 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 hey, our park night is over. We're just here to stand in the standby line for the next four hours. Instantly changed down to just 18 minutes. It was just absolutely incredible. So we were able to take that lightning lane um, and, and we found out that that, posted time of 240 minutes really was pretty deadly accurate because at one point when we're going through the lightning lane we passed a couple people on the standby sign that were looking at their watch and said oh we just crossed the three hour mark and from where they were in the standby line and looking about kind of how much further they had to go in the ride before they were going to get on a log they probably had about 45 minutes to an hour left to wait in that standby line. So that, that posted time of 240 minutes really was very accurate. And we just, again, we could not have been any luckier all day with the way everything worked out. But this moment, especially we were able to get on splash. Uh, and like I said, in just under 20 minutes and we split the group up perfectly Four went in one log, three went in the other one. And we got our, we got our final splash for the night, our final splash probably ever. Cause I don't know if any of us are going to, 
hop on a plane and make it out there to Tokyo to do Splash Mountain out there in uh in the, in their park. But uh, our final splash happened, uh, and we only had to wait, uh, like I said, just under twenty minutes to uh, to pull that off. So, uh, like I said, the 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 funny thing about this this trip was it started out let's duplicate what I got to experience in Walt Disney World. Let's let's ride that magic in in that. Uh, that wave of just special day at the Disney parks, all focused around Splash Mountain. But just once we finally got there in person and we started chatting with everybody and all these people that you talk to on Instagram day after day, week after week, and interact with them, you would think that there'd be some level of awkwardness or people not being like styles not mashing up right or something and just it it kind of being awkward at times and that just it never happened. It was the most natural, easy, perfect, fun night and day the entire time that we were in the parks together and I just I the the moment really just kind of took us over and we just kind of went with it and just kind of went wherever the park took us all day long and just had an absolute blast bonding with everybody, meeting new people, talking to each other. Every time you get in a different ride, you'd be standing next to a different person. You'd be chatting them up, learning about them and their family and their jobs and how they got into Disney and why Disney is so important to them. So just an all around, just perfect, perfect night, perfect, perfect experience. And and once we were able to get off Splash, you know, because we got that lightning lane, it allowed us to get back to the Main Street area and the hub area and catch the fireworks. And Jordan is somebody uh, who. Like I said, Jordan from the Disneyland Forever podcast. I I mentioned it when I shouted out his podcast when he had his uh, trip review episode earlier this week. Everybody out there should have a day with Jordan in Disneyland on their Disney bucket list because that guy brings the energy, brings the magic, and just wears it on his face all day. You cannot spend 20 minutes with Jordan in Disneyland and not have one of the best times uh, of of your life in the park. So if if you've not uh, checked out Jordan and uh, his husband Dan's podcast, Disneyland Forever. Definitely check them out. Uh, look them up on Instagram and uh, and reach out because he is uh, definitely a Disney fan uh, that you want to have in your life. And we all got to watch, uh, like I said, that magic on Jordan's face when he watched Wondrous Journeys uh, from Main Street. He was debating potentially jumping out of line at Splash. That's he, As much as he wanted to do Splash and be there for the last ride, that's how much he loves the the fireworks show and the the nighttime spectaculars in a Disney park. He was willing to jump out of line to go catch those fireworks. And again, like I said, this was the everything happens for a reason tour. Everything happens for a reason. And because we got that that magic pixie dust moment of getting those lightning lanes for Splash, we were able to get all the way back over to uh to Main Street and check out the the entire fireworks show. Uh, and get to watch it from start to finish. It was really, really awesome. Uh, it, was a, it was a great nighttime spectacular. Um, I, I'm personally a big fan of the, the the nighttime shows in Walt Disney World. I think usually my kids are ready. To, they would rather go back to the hotel and get more time in the pool uh, or have a cheeseburger back at the room or something like that. But uh, I, I love getting to see the, the fireworks shows and the nighttime shows. So it was really fun to be with an entire group of people that were all jacked up and uh, excited to see the uh, the show as, as much as us. So we, we had a blast uh, doing that there. And then once the fireworks wrapped up 
at that point, we kind of felt like the night was was starting to start to wind down a little bit. Jordan had to take off, unfortunately, at that point. He had an early flight uh, the next morning, so so he headed out uh, from that point, and then kind of the group again. There's still some people that had some lightning lanes left um, to get on Splash, so uh, some of the group went back uh, to Splash to try to get their final rides in that some people wanted to see that kind of Splash area and see how it wrapped up for the night. We wanted to uh, head over to Toontown and see what that looked like at nighttime. So we, that's when we went over there and did uh, the Gadget Go Coaster a couple of times. And uh, the Roger Rabbit ride got to uh, close out Toontown uh, for the night. And then we were all kind of chatting back uh, through that podcast, Mike's for Magic uh, group chat, um, talking about uh, getting one last group picture. And that was literally one of the most perfect moments of the entire experience the entire day for me was feeling that just that sense of accomplishment that we we pulled off this task we had one of one of if not the single best disney days i have ever personally had uh at the disney parks just an absolute blast getting to meet all these people and and really becoming what felt like a, a disney family like i said you you talk to these people online and interact with them on Instagram and you, you go into a park experience like this going, uh, do I really want to spend an entire day with everybody here? Are we all going to get along with each other? Is everybody going to vibe together kind of in, in mesh? And it, for our group, it could not have gone uh, any better. Um, Tracy and Brian have a friend, um, Sonny, who works in uh, Disney. He's a cast member. Um, he came over and met with us right about the time that the parade uh, was kicking off and that was kind of he made such a huge impression on our group because he gave us one of the best compliments that we could have got uh, out of this experience and uh, he had said to somebody he, he never would have believed that 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 our group had mostly all just met each other for the very first time that day in the parks he said I, I would have assumed you guys had an apartment together and had been best friends and known each other for years and years and years, and you spend all your time together the way you, you guys all meshed and were joking with each other and uh, how well you guys were getting along. So uh, thank you so much to uh, Sonny for uh, for giving us that cast member uh, chat. So cool to uh, always meet somebody that works uh, for the Disneyland parks. And again, I can't thank Sonny enough for, for his compliment uh, for the entire group there. Uh, really made all of us uh, feel really good. And and then, like I said, to, to wrap up the night, getting that group of all of us back together right in front of the partner statue, in front of the castle for that final group photo of the night, right just steps away from where we had that amazing experience watching uh, the parade together. It was just the the, the chef's kiss uh, on the end of a, of a really, really perfect uh, Disney park experience. Uh, felt very, very lucky to have met. All those incredible people, I cannot thank each and every one of them enough for not only supporting Podcast Mics for Magic from the very first moment that we launched, but the amount of times that people shared the link and put it in their stories, talked about it on their podcast, pushed and pushed and pushed, uh, people that stepped up and did events to help us raise extra money. So many people uh, along the way here uh, this week, I'm going to try to be uh, resharing some older posts and kind of reminding everybody, every person that stepped up along the way and, and helped everything that we pulled off uh, with podcast mics uh, for Magic and just literally one of the best experiences that uh, that I ever could have had 
uh, in Disneyland. It, it could not have gone any better from that that first night that uh, the idea kind of first popped into my head about doing something uh, centered around a charity event. Uh, I just I, I can't I can't even begin to tell you uh, or or begin to list off uh, the the amount of reasons I'm so thankful that Hannah was willing to partner up with me and and do this event. Uh, she has easily become one of my best best friends uh, in this entire Disney community. I just I can't say enough good things about everything that she has meant uh, to me and this podcast through this entire experience. So uh, Hannah just. Thank you for being uh, as awesome as you are and just for being so ready, willing, and open to uh, absolutely jump on board from the, the second I mentioned podcast mics uh, for Magic uh, and, and, and wanting to, to, to partner up with me and run this charity event. And I think we did some amazing things. We got so many people inspired to uh, join the team and really help uh, bring in those donations. And when all things, we, we haven't set the, uh, we haven't announced the, the final total raised uh, for the event because uh, Bree uh, went above, I think, and beyond, above, above and beyond, uh, not only helping us with the shirts, but we got, like I said, so many compliments from people in the parks that day. Uh, that she felt like she was like, you know, I was surprised how many people were shouting out these these shirts. Maybe we should keep it going, and I'll put the shirts on sale in my my shop for for a couple extra weeks. And any of the money we get from selling those shirts, I'll donate all of that to the uh, to the team uh, fundraising total as well. So again, can't thank Bree enough uh, for her stepping up and doing that. And as soon as that uh, that T-shirt sale wraps up and we know what that final donation amount is going to be uh from her and all that money comes in we will uh we'll make a nice big uh final announcement here and let everybody know uh where that uh where that total uh rang in i i did say last uh last episode when i was about to get on the plane that i was hoping that by the time i landed in california the the group total would be over six thousand dollars and i was very happy to uh to get that exact wish come true. When I landed at uh, John Wayne Airport uh, out there in Orange County, got off the plane and uh, waiting for my Uber ride to pick up, I, I took a peek at the, the team uh, fundraising total and we had in fact crossed that $6,000 mark. So a uh, very cool way to uh, kind of kick off that trip and and, uh, and, and, and get on that uh, Uber ride back to the hotel knowing that uh, we hit another big milestone. Uh, along the way in this podcast mics for uh podcast mics for magic adventure uh um but uh the the the, the bitter bittersweet part of this entire experience was the end of the trip because typically when we leave disney uh world uh or disneyland if we leave our disney vacation we all suffer from the the disney blues and we all certainly miss uh, the parks and the experiences that we get. But at least for me, when I go with my, my family and my kids, we go to the parks, we have these experiences, and then we leave. And yes, I miss the parks and the experiences that we get, but I'm leaving with my family. We're all going home together, so it's not like I'm leaving anybody behind. Um, the people that, that I loved and got to have this cool experience with, they're coming home with me, and uh, we'll get to relive those memories and talk about it the entire uh ride home from the park and days and weeks after that this experience was different it hit me i w i didn't even think of it this way i was not prepared for how bad it hurt when when this trip was over because 
again, for the first time, it wasn't just missing the parks, it was missing the people. It just, it's so incredible what the friendships that you can form in this Disney community. So if there's anybody out there that has, has thought about starting a Disney Instagram and trying to grow a, a little bit of a following and reaching out to other Disney content creators, if you have been thinking about starting your own Disney small shop, a Disney podcast, a Disney YouTube channel, just do it. Do it yesterday. You are Every minute you don't do it is a minute you are missing out on meeting some of the coolest and most special people that you could ever meet uh, in your life. I cannot, I cannot sing the praises more highly of, of reaching out to as many Disney fans as you can. I feel like there's, there's something different about the Disney community as a whole. It is such an accepting and welcoming com- uh, community to, to be involved with. So like I said, if, if you're somebody that's been kicking around that idea of potentially starting up your own thing, the best advice I could give you is start it yesterday because the faster you get that thing going and off the ground and start reaching out and talking to people, the faster you're going to start meeting uh, some very, very cool new friends and probably some of the best people you'll ever meet in your life. And that's, that is certainly how I felt walking out of this experience. The, the other podcasters that I got to hang out with, the, the other people that we've met on Instagram that we met in the parks for the very first time that day. These are some of the, the coolest people I've ever met. I can't say enough good things about all of them. We had such an absolute blast together. It was an, an honor to be your teammate through this entire experience and, and do this fundraising effort together as a team. And I think uh, basically the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with here uh, on this trip is it's, it's not over. I, the, if it, it was definitely tiring at times, the amount of work we had to put into running the podcast mics for magic account and, uh, trying to help, uh, uh, work with other people that were trying to pull off events to help raise money. And there were certainly times where, like I said, it was just, just, there's only so many hours and minutes in the day and you just kind of feel, uh, wiped out. And I went into this experience going, you know, let's, let's see how the final day goes. Let's see how this event goes and see how what it's like meeting up with all these different people in the parks and if it goes smoothly and it goes well then we'll 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 take our time we'll we'll lick our wounds and recharge our batteries as much as we need to but uh we'll we'll certainly look to uh bring back the uh podcast mics for magic family uh and do some more good uh for another charity uh in the future and and just to to plan some more events in the park where people can meet up and and get to hang out together and experience disney uh together as a team and as a family so uh this event i just like i said i I don't think it could have gone any better meeting all these people could not have been more fun and more special and uh, Hannah and I talked the the next day. We we were the only people that uh, that hung around for one extra day in the parks, and uh, we met up and and chatted about podcast mics for magic and and what the future holds for it. And there's still a lot of different paths that we can take this thing. Uh, nothing is uh, is set in stone, but we know for sure that uh, this won't be uh, a one and done experience for for podcast mics for magic. We will be back. We will think of something new, something fun. We will try to always be growing, always improving. And, uh, whenever you hear from us, uh, when I keep, we'll, we'll say this, keep your eyeballs out for the eyeball emojis. We, we had a ton of fun, uh, teasing, 
uh, and getting people uh, hyped up for this uh, first go around with the uh, podcast Mike's for Magic event. And uh, when we finalize all the different things that uh, we're kicking around behind the scenes right now and, and trying to figure out how we want to uh, attack our next fundraising event and our, our next uh, big park uh, meetup, we will certainly. Uh, be ready to drop some hints and get you guys fired up all over again. So keep your eyes on uh, on the Instagram feed there. Follow at Podcast Mics for Magic. And I'm sure soon enough, at some point in the uh, the future here, you'll you'll start to see those eyeball emojis uh, popping up again. And you'll know it's uh, it's time to uh, to rally the troops and uh, and get ready to go. And We'll bring this party back uh, for another uh, another go, and we'll uh, we'll try to uh, raise some more money and uh, and have some more fun with some Disney friends. So that's going to be it for me for this uh, trip recap episode. Now, uh, if you're still with me here in this part of the episode, uh, all these people that I've been talking about this entire episode about how cool and how awesome and how amazing they are, you're going to get to hear from all of them next. All of these people uh, that I've been talking about this episode, I reached out to all of them. Once I got home from the trip and said, hey, can you guys do me a favor? I'm going to throw, I want to have each and every one of you on the podcast, but it it would be just mass hysteria having you all on at the same exact time. We'd probably all be talking over each other. And if I try to break it up into smaller groups, we'd be doing it for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And I wanted everybody to kind of have uh, a chance to uh, give their side of the story, talk about uh, some of their favorite things that happened uh, so you can hear from other people besides just myself. Uh, I want you to hear from all these Disney family members that, uh, that I have uh, in my life now. So uh, all these uh, folks here, like I said, that I've been talking about, I threw them uh, two questions. I said, give me, give me one of your favorite moments or your favorite memories uh, between yourself and Splash Mountain over the years. And then focusing specifically on this podcast, Mike's for Magic event and, and what we pulled off there in the parks uh, on Splash's last day. Uh, give us one of your favorite things that happened uh, as a group on that day. So uh, without further ado, I bring you guys uh, some of my Disney family members here. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out the show uh, this week. I will talk to you guys next week. And from here on out. It's the uh, it's the podcast Mike's for Magic team. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Take care. This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. This is the moment magic was made for. Come one, come all. Let's light up the sky now. You feel the magic happening right now. Now, 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 now. All right, now when you hear this music, you know this guy is going to have a huge smile on his face from ear to ear. Somebody who made the magic happen for a lot of us all day on May 30th in the parks. First up, we have Jordan from the Disneyland Forever podcast. So in terms of my favorite memory on Splash Mountain, I can't really say so much that it's one memory, but uh, it's... (laughs) When Dan and I first started going to Disneyland together, I noticed really, really quickly on our Splash Mountain pictures that his pose for ride photos always tended to be about the same because it would always look like he was a bear about to attack. Like his arms would be up, 
his hands are almost shaped like claws and he had like almost a vicious look on his face and he wasn't trying to, it's just how it was coming off and so I would always laugh so hard that um, he would come down looking like Brark all the time. Meanwhile, I always looked like I was just, you know, scared half to death all the time, which is probably about accurate. So every time that we go on Splash Mountain, I always just think at the end when the uh, flash goes off for the picture, that Dan's behind me going, Rark. But in terms of my favorite memory for Splash Mountain's last day, I just cannot ever get out of my mind how amazingly fun it was to just be with everybody during Magic Happens because it was so fun and like how everyone was just there to have a good time and to just let loose and could not care less what anyone else was thinking or saying or doing. And I've never had a parade experience quite like that where the performers just one by one kept coming over to our group because we were the loudest, most boisterous and the ones that just wanted to interact with them so hard and they were th living for it and it was such a blast and then even afterward i know not everyone was there was the group of us that were really getting into it and not everybody was but it was just so funny to even to turn around and everyone who was just standing behind us the whole time just recording and mocking us in their own like disney creator way which i think is a hundred percent fair and probably made the whole thing that much more worthwhile. I've been trying to talk to Dan about loosening up himself and really getting into parades the way that we did that day, and he has made it very clear that we should not expect that from him, but I it, I will never forget that parade. It was like the best 15 to 20 minutes I think I've ever spent in a Disney park. It was so fantastic. I'm Brian. I'm Tracy. And we're Rope Dropping Knowledge. And hello, fans of DMSW Podcast and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's see. My favorite time on Splash Mountain was actually when we went on the 30th and you screamed, oh no, oh no, oh, please help me. I think I'm going to die. Uh, right before we go down the last big drop. Yes. Um, I guess my last time was my favorite too. I've only been on Splash Mountain with you twice. So this was my second and last time. And it is my favorite one, the last one, because it's the last one. And it's it was building up to it and all day, you know, meeting friends and stuff. And, and I'm always terrified on that ride. Um, so I don't even know what's on the ride before the drop because the whole time I'm just terrified in fear of the drop it's only after the drop that I remember the ride and it's you know all the characters on the boat and stuff but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a fun ride knowing that it was my last one <laughs> so for you it's definitely not the journey it's that. yes <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite time on May 30th uh, the day that all of the podcast Mike's for Magic crew uh, Avengers assembled at Disney was probably the parade. It was magical. We were all singing and dancing. Um, I'm a 52-year-old man, and <laughs> that magic hit me just as hard as it hit a kid. 
Yeah, that was also my favorite time with us, us meeting at the parade. And maybe even throughout the whole day, I was just, uh, it was just nice to meet, at, making new Disney friends, Disney adult friends. Yeah, new have. Disney family. I mean, yeah. it's like we've known them for years, even though we only know them, known them for a few hours. Yeah, so. or through, you know, social media. So, yeah, that was my favorite time was the parade, a lot of energy there. And then also at the Jolly Holiday, yeah. when everyone was watching me eat the macarons. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to me, yeah, it was definitely funny that, well not funny, but maybe it was just magical that we actually ended the night at this, right behind the place where we watched the parade. Yep, yep. Right at the park. That was magical. Statue. So, uh, great time. Thank you, Johnny and Hannah, for putting this on, being the masterminds behind it. Uh, Yes, we have a new uh, term called getting animated, and <laughs> we're going to hope to get animated again soon. But thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. And uh, we'll see you all very soon. Stay magical. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Tim and Audrey Ann from the Dreaming of Disney podcast. Hi. So we just got back from a trip to Disneyland for Splash Mountain's final day. And Johnny has invited us to answer a couple questions. Yes. So, so here's some questions. Uh, kind of go off our, our final day there with the rest of the podcast uh, or mics for magic. Podcast mics for magic. Yeah. Podcast mics for magic. Team, group, family. Uh, so the first question is. What is one of your favorite Disney memories involving Splash Mountain? See, I, okay, well, I like that he says one of. It's not like your, your most, not the most favorite. Not like just your favorite, one of. Just, just one of. Because there's so many. Um, you know, like the first time I took any of the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that always pops in my head, and you've heard me talk about it a million times now, but others haven't, so... Um, it's probably just when I was a teenager going with uh, my best friend and my siblings and her siblings that were all best friends. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> we're all best friends with each other. Yep. And so there's six of us and we took a few trips together to Disneyland uh, when I was in high school. And um, one of them, it was like the end of the night. And, you know, just when you're in the parks at night, it's like you get this extra burst of energy almost it feels like the park just like comes alive everything's mm-hmm. lit up yeah. and it's just so fun and um we just wrote it over and over and over, <laughs> and over. <laughs> um i want to say we did it like three or four times um just back to back as the park was closing um time of year was this Mm, I think this was our first time we went all together, so this was October. Okay, so it was a little bit on the cooler side. Yeah, a little. I mean, I don't. It's a long time ago. Like I, I don't remember the weather. But um, <laughs> come on, you know, no one's in line. You know, and this yeah. was before fast passes even. I think. Um, but no one's in line, so we're just you know getting off and running right back on. You know. The, the cast member is like recognizing us because you guys just got off. Like we just like ran right back on. And just like, it was just fun. It was just, we were hyper and just, you know, and the park one, by the last time 
they closed it. Like they closed the ride because mm. they were like, okay, park, we're not taking it. <laughs> we tried to go on it again and they had closed the line because, well, there wasn't a line. They had closed the ride because the park was closed. Um, and so that's just, that one always just sticks out just because it's just fun. Like it was just yeah. pure joy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, you know, obviously taking taking the kids on it is always fun, but just with recent memory, it has to be when we went on it for the last time. I'm saving Back, that for the next question. I know, it's, but it's, for it, me, it is tied, it's, yeah. it's, it's, this question kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, but the last, the last ride on Splash Mountain in the night, and we just kind of didn't plan it, but our lightning lane lane was during the fireworks and so when we got on there and then we get in into the log and we start hearing the pop 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 as the fireworks are going off and every time we turned our corner and was outside on the ride and saw the fireworks and then timed it just to where when we came down the final hill the finale of the fireworks were going off it was, it was pretty awesome it was insane timing i mean i i couldn't believe as we sat down in the log and we heard it and then someone said oh it's the fireworks someone that was in the log with us and i like i just couldn't believe it it couldn't have been better timing and I, it hadn't even crossed my mind that we would maybe write it i knew when our lining lane was but it hadn't even crossed my mind and uh yeah it was it was perfect so the second question what was your favorite part of the day on May 30th, when we all met up in the parks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Together. I don't know. Um, I mean, besides that, I mean, because you can't, you, you can't, that, that's a hard last ride to top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was obviously, you know, one of the best parts of the day. Um, a lot because even just because we rope dropped it too so the energy mm-hmm. of rope dropping it with everybody too was really fun yeah um but i also think just you know meeting everybody was was super fun and you know you and i kind of got you know we got separated and kind of went on our own path at times and then like a couple times tried to meet back up different sides of the park and then so we didn't meet up as much as we had thought we would but the times that we did, you know, it was so nice, you know, getting to know everyone a little bit and um, meeting other people that, you know, share this this love and, you know, excitement for, for Disney and, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that was... Yeah. You know, when I agree to same sentiment, um, but when we got done with our ride and we just like, Let's just stand on the bridge overlooking, you know, mm-hmm. everybody coming down and and everyone was cheering and then we met up with um, our um, Tracy and Brian came by and we got to rope hang out with them. Knowledge. Yeah, rope dropping knowledge. Uh, hung out with them a little bit and then the Moms with Magic mm-hmm. uh, 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 Moms. Uh, uh, Haley and H- Bethany. H- Haley and Bethany and came by. Also Erica. Yeah. yeah. And so hanging out with them. And, and then we all, at the end of the day, we went to Partner Statue. We all took a picture. And so that was, that was cool to hang out with everybody. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, 
but yeah, I think it, it was definitely memorable. Yeah. Uh, and fun. And uh, so ma- glad do- that we were, you know, a part of the group too. Yeah. Like, because we were planning on going anyway. Anyways, but then yeah. the fact that we got to, you know, pair up with uh, with everybody and meet them and, and be a part of it was. Yeah, it was really fun and special. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really fun. And so maybe we'll be doing it again here pretty soon. Maybe we'll do a, a Tiana's adventure yeah. uh, <laughs> opening day. Opening day, I'm sure it'll be insane. If, if this was crazy, I'm sure that's going to be even crazy. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know we'll how see. to like ride closures go versus ride opening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll maybe see. we'll maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll find out. So, all right, Johnny, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Thank you for asking Thanks us. Thanks for asking us. Thanks for yeah. having us on. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. What's going on, everyone? This is Kylie from Trending on Main Street. I am so thankful that Johnny asked quite a few of us to join him on this week's episode of the DMSW podcast. First, I want to say it is just so cool that just through Disney, through Instagram, that we have been able to create a really awesome community of other Disney-loving friends. Um, So yeah, I'm just super thankful for that. But I want to talk about Splash. So one memory that I have of Splash Mountain is actually from last year. I took a solo day at Disney and I don't do that very often. If anything, this was the one and only time that I have done a solo day at Disney and I hope to do them again and I definitely recommend doing them. Um, But I wanted to go on Splash. It was right after Disney had announced that they were changing Splash into Tiana's Blue Bayou Adventure. However, they hadn't set an actual date yet of when the closure was happening, so I didn't know when it was gonna close. So I bit the bullet. It was kind of a gloomy day out, and it wasn't really that great of temperature-wise, and for me, I don't love getting wet, and so I need it to be like the most optimal, scorching hot temperature outside to the point where my clothes would dry within 30 minutes. Well. This was not that day. However, I still went on Splash by myself and I thankfully rode the ride and did not get wet. Maybe just a few little droplets of water on my face, but that was it. And I was so happy. But the real memory of why it is so memorable is because I can't tell you the last time that I had been on Splash prior to that solo day. And so being able to go and just write it one last time, or so I thought, by myself and experience it, it was so magical. I love the very final scene, or one of the very final scenes, where it's the boat with all the animals and they're all singing zippity-doo-dah. And it is just so sweet and so just sentimental. And because I am from California, I grew up going to Disney, that ride for me just brings me back to my childhood and so I loved being able to ride it just by myself for that one day and then to talk about Tuesday last week May 30th to be able to meet up with so many other 
Disney Instagrammers and podcasters and just people who love Disney. It was amazing. And I bet you'll hear from everyone else that is talking on this episode just how sweet of a day that was. And I came in at the end of the day. It was at, it was after work, so around 5 o'clock I was able to get there. I work full-time, so that was the earliest that I could get there at the parks. And so I was able to meet up with so many great people, and we just hung out for the rest of the day. We had dinner. We watched the Magic Happens Parade go on or try to go on a few rides. And then finally getting in line at 8.30 in the afternoon or evening at that point. And we were waiting in line for maybe, I would say it was like 10, 15 minutes. And Brie gets a call and one of her friends blessed us with some lightning lanes. We got pixie dusted with lightning lanes and it was so incredible being able to be in line at 8 30 thinking that we were gonna have to wait for four hours and to be able to ride it in 20 minutes we were just shocked first of all and we were so 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 thankful it was amazing that's all i can say about it honestly um i was prepared i brought my rain jacket I had it, I put my backpack underneath my jacket and I still got soaked. And I was so happy. And I think just because we were able to ride it on the very last day that it was open and being able to experience that with an amazing group of people, all for an incredible cause of raising money for Chalk Hospital. I was just over the moon and to top it all off we were able to have enough time to run over to watch the wondrous journeys fireworks show and just end the night on such a sweet and high note and so i'm so thankful for that day so thankful for just this group of amazing people and Johnny especially for organizing the charity and the event and all of it. So, so thankful to be here. Happy to be on this week's episode of the podcast. And yeah, just super excited for what's to come, especially for Splash. Now turning into Tiana's Blue Bayou Adventure. I am so excited, guys. I think it is going to be so stinking cute. Disney does it every single time and I just I'm they nail it on the head honestly and so I'm really excited for for Tiana's Blue Bay adventure it's gonna be so awesome so yeah thanks for having me this week and hope to hear more from you guys all soon hey this is Erica the feminist princess as I think back over my memories at Splash Mountain as a whole I don't have a lot because I don't really like water rides but my favorite memory for sure is when my daughter was finally tall enough to ride and we got stuck in rows one and two and got completely soaked. I was so worried that she was gonna be scared and really she was a trooper like always and just super pumped. And we have the most epic photo to capture um, that memory for years to come. My favorite memory from May 30th being in the parks together this is a little bit harder to choose. 
That day overall was so magical. There were so many little moments throughout the day and just laughing and hanging out together that were a total blast. But I think in terms of Splash Mountain, the true magic was that last ride that we took at night and then just standing on the bridge as the last few riders were finishing and just enjoying all the magic. Everybody was so pumped on the bridge. People were cheering and celebrating with strangers and friends alike. And it was so incredible to see everybody come together in the most magical way. Hey everyone listening, this is Haley from Moms with Magic Crowns. I'm part of the Moms with Magic team and I just wanted to hop on and tell you guys my favorite Splash Mountain memory. Um, There are so many and really if I had to choose, there are, aside from taking my kids on for the first time and living it through their eyes, uh, my favorite is I I went on with um, some of my girlfriends and I was in the front row and just got soaked. Tidal wave over me, soaking wet. Of course, it was the first ride of the day and I just, I had to go buy some new clothes because I didn't even think I was going to go on that ride. So I didn't have anything prepared in the locker um, and I, I had to buy, um, I bought a purple sweatsuit um, that has the Disneyland D on it and I wear it when I'm lounging around my house all the time and it just always brings me back to that memory so I know I'll still get to experience that when it becomes Tiana Tiana's Bayou Adventure but I just will always remember that special moment um, and then my favorite memory of the podcast Mike's for Magic meetup was aside from meeting all of the wonderful people in this Disney community. Um, I I just feel like I met so many lifelong friends that day. Um, I think my favorite part of the day was when we all met up and went on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway together. It was a perfect time of the day where we were all getting to know each other. It was, you know, a long enough line that we can all talk and just share memories and um, of, you know, the parks and Splash Mountain. But it was We were gathered together to um, celebrate an old ride and we were doing it by going on the newest ride. So it was just so special and I just can't wait until we can all meet up again in the park soon. And I wanna thank um, Johnny and Hannah for putting together this whole event. I was so happy to be a part of it and I hope I can continue to be a part of the podcast Mics for Magic and everything you guys continue to do for the Chalk Foundation or any other foundation that you guys choose if it's different, but I'm on board. I'm happy to be a part of this great community and um, and I was happy to donate 10% of all of my sales to for the crowns to the, the Chalk Foundation. So anyway, I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you, Johnny, for asking me, me to be a part of this wonderful podcast episode. And I can't wait to be a part of some more, hopefully in the future. All right, bye guys. Hi, this is Bethany. I'm Moms with Magic Plans on Instagram. Um, I am just so honored to have been able to be a part of the podcast Mics for Magic team and really give Splash Mountain the send off it deserved and, you know, raise the money for a very worthy cause while we were doing it. So um, that was just such a wonderful experience. Um, as far as my Splash Mountain memories, to be honest, it wasn't really one of my favorite rides. I, <laughs> I'm i not a huge adrenaline person, so I, you know, dark rides are my jam. Um, but I will say that I kind of turned a corner because 
Um, I was able to experience Splash Mountain with my children. And you know, when I was a young kid, I didn't like it. But um, from the first time that I wrote it with my son and then getting an opportunity to write it with my daughter um, for the very first time on the last day of Splash Mountain operating, those are two memories that I will never forget. Um, and I, I'm just grateful that Splash Mountain was there and that I was able to experience those memories on it. And you know, it will always have a very special place in my heart. Um, I definitely have to say that my favorite moment um, from that last Splash Mountain day was just having the opportunity to spend time with some kindred spirits, you know, like meeting the entire team in person, most of you for the first time was so wonderful and getting to do so many things together um, with like-minded Disney adults. <laughs> it was wonderful. So my favorite moment was um, experiencing the Magic Happens Parade together because we were all dancing and singing and oh, it was such a blast and that parade is just incredible. So it was such a wonderful experience. Thank you all for being a part of it and thank you to everyone for following along. to know just where it starts how it grows from just a spark it's wondrous i feel it now with you and me a gentle stream of energy i know it's wondrous This is Hannah. I was lucky enough to run Podcast Mics for Magic with Johnny. I am also the host of the Learning the Magic podcast, and you can find me on Instagram at Hannah Learning the Magic. I do my podcast with my best friend, Elisa, who also owns an amazing small shop selling Disney theme park inspired bracelets. And you can find her page at Bashfully Ever Afterco. There are a ton of amazing things that we did as a group on Splash Mountain's last day. I think one of my favorite moments besides, you know, Magic Happens and all the other like pixie dust moments that we got throughout the whole entire day as a group was my <laughs> ignorance to the fact that all of us were gonna meet up after park close by the Walt and Mickey statue in front of Sleeping Beauty. And then I walked up there and I was like oh my gosh these are all of our friends like over and over throughout the day we kept like joining back up because we would some of us would go off and do other things that we wanted to do 
and we always ended up being right next to each other. So I think walking out of Toontown and then walking <laughs> to the front of Sleeping Beauty's castle and there's all of our friends, our huge group of people all there rejoining together to end the night was such a magical moment. And now I know that that was arranged where in the moment I thought it was a complete coincidence, but it was still super, super amazing. And I think that ties into my favorite part of doing podcast mics for magic is that we got a community together to raise money for kids. And that in itself is amazing. But the friendships that I formed through doing podcast mics for magic and the relationships I've built because of doing podcast mics for magic is going to outlive everything else, you know? Like the fundraiser is coming to a close temporarily, but our friendships won't. And I think that's probably the best part of doing this whole thing with Johnny is that we have made our community a little bit smaller and we've come together. And that's really what our Disney community is all about is forming relationships believing in the magic being part of the magic and just being happy in there for one another and that's truly what we were able to do not only for ourselves but also for chalk like we were able to come together to do a good thing for other people that truly truly need it hey there this is elisa from bashfully ever after co and from the learning the magic podcast i wanted to share my most favorite moment from our splash mountain final day on may 30th we kind of talked about it on mine and Hannah's podcast, but I think my favorite moment of that day was me and the whole gang on the curb, on Main Street, watching the Magic Happens Parade. We were just a bunch of adults <laughs> sitting on the curb, rocking out, you guys, to this parade. And it was so magical. We had so many character interactions because of our excitement and the singing and dancing that we were doing, that was hands down my favorite moment. Um, another really special moment was going on Splash for the final time with everyone and taking a really fun, our shirts are soaked picture <laughs> afterwards. Um, I did not want to wash my shirt because I felt like it held that magic and the water of Splash and yeah, it was so much fun. I can't wait to make this uh, happen again, hopefully in the near future because I honestly just had the best time ever. Hi, this is um, Linda and I'm doing this very quickly on this big cruise ship in the middle of the Strait of Juan. If you are coming back from Alaska right now, I hope to do it in front of a really cool glacier, but um, cell signal just wasn't possible. I am not a podcaster. I am the parent of one. My daughter is Hannah, um, Hannah Learning the Magic, formerly Hannah Living Disney, and I'm very blessed. She invited me and allowed me to come along as the Disney, many of the Disney podcasters um, joined together to raise money for Chalk Children's um, Hospital of Orange County and to say goodbye to Splash. I had such an amazing time. It was truly magical, and now I have all these wonderful people that do really crazy cool things that I can call my friend. And I just wanted to, to say thank you to all of them. I love you. Um, that will be a lasting memory of our day at Disney, riding Splash and raising funds for a good cause. And also to Johnny for befriending me so quickly and doing this amazing um, podcast 
hopefully I get this to him in time that he can include it. So for now, I have to say ta-da. Now that you see